1: Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. So look, y'all, we are hopping right into today's episode as God has given me an urgent message to share. If you follow me on Instagram, um, you know that I discussed this right before the new year, but I've been instructed to share this again um, on here on this platform, and I find it fitting that God has prompted me to do so. So the title of today's episode is insufficient funds. I'm going to get right into what God has called me to say and the way that he's called me to say it. So y'all know, we already talked about this this month. Let them who have ears to hear God, let them hear. Okay. Amen. So this is the word that I received from the Lord. Many of my children are frustrated in their hearts by the lack of progress and fruit being produced. Many have failed to realize that I truly examine their heart's posture and not just the outward acts that they present to others. They are frustrated and their efforts have flopped because they are attempting to make withdrawals from an account which they have made no deposits. There are insufficient funds. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. hoo insufficient funds. So of course, y'all know I had to dive into this and really study what God was saying. And so by definition, the word insufficient is um, lacking adequate power, capacity, or competence, right? So we have to ask ourselves, are we attempting to make withdrawals in the spirit from an account in which we have not made any deposits into? Right? Like God said, that's why you're frustrated. That's why you're stuck. And there's too many of us walking around with this misconception um, that God is just out here giving us the blessings of abundance with no requirements on our end, right? Um, I was on Facebook yesterday and I saw a post that said, and I quote, sis nothing can talk God out of blessing you and there were so many amens it had almost 400 likes in this group that I'm in and I definitely slid up on that joint it was like actually um yes there is right God is great God is good but you have to ask the children of Israel baby they definitely talk themselves right up out the promised land you can definitely talk yourself out of the blessings that God is giving you, right? Like if you want a genie and a bottle, sis, you just better say that instead because we have to really check our heart posture when it comes to things like this. Too many of us are believing this false narrative of the prosperity gospel and it is keeping you bound and it's you're not going to ever reach um, the promised land because you're too bound worried about prosperity, and you're following these prosperity gospel preachers and you're following all of this um, this prosperity gospel narrative. There's a, a documentary that I watched about this last year called American Gospel Christ Alone. And it was so, so good. Um, and I definitely will have the link in this week's show notes. So y'all should definitely check that out. But our insufficient funds problem is one that is twofold. First, we lack discipline and obedience that is required to receive from God. Nobody likes to talk about discipline and obedience. We want to say, Oh, girl, uh, ain't nothing that nobody can say or do to stop God from blessing you. Actually, there's a lot that you could say or do. There, there's a lot. There is definitely a lot. There's so much. And we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about um, the relationship and the requirements of God. We just want to see him um, out here blessing people with Lamborghinis and all kind of other foolishness. And it's not that God won't give you the desires of your heart. But the fact that we are having to repeat this over and over, the fact that you think that you can walk into a bank and There's no interest paid. There's no collateral. There's no nothing you got to put up to get a loan. You feel like you can do God any kind of way. That is no, no, we are done doing that. Okay, it is a lack of obedience and it's a lack of discipline on our end. And we've talked about that. Our theme for this year is divine discipline. It's going to be consecration, setting ourselves apart. It's going to be commitment and our commitment to God. And it's going to be consistency. And that's how you you can develop that divine discipline. Second, we have chosen to make idols out of everything else and everyone else when all of our worship and devotion belongs to God. OK, that that is the second reason why we out here with insufficient funds An idol by definition is an object of extreme devotion, a representation or symbol of an object of worship, a false God with a little G. Let's be clear, um, a likeness of something, something that is obsolete, an imposter, a pretender, a false conception. And lastly, it is a form or appearance that is visible without substance. And a lot of times when we think about idolatry, we think um, of these examples that are listed in the Bible where they were out here building and bowing to gold statues, but that is far from the truth. There are people out here worshiping and making idols out of their job, making idols out of their money, making an idol out of success, making an idol out of their children, making an idol out of their marriage, making an idol out of the idea of wanting to be married. Making idols out of your material possessions, anything else you can think of, we have found a way to make an idol out of it. Your appearance on social media. you more worried about that. You spend more time um, photoshop and cropping and using all kinds of filters and this and that, and you have not spent one moment in front of God today. It's an idol. It's an idol. If you are seeking God for your purpose more than you're seeking Him for your presence, guess what? You are you are you obtaining your purpose is 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 an idol. So that's what that is. If you are God, I want my purpose. God, I want my purpose. God, I want my purpose. Instead of God, I want your presence. God, I want your presence. God, I want your presence. It's an idol. Y'all know I always say on here, everything that is good does not come from God. This is really a matter of having our priorities right, right? Matthew 6, tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all things will be added unto you. God doesn't care about us having, having stuff. He doesn't care about us having money. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. You have to read the whole scripture. The love of money is the root of all evil, aka when money becomes your idol, it's the root of all evil. Okay, Solomon, he was seeking God's wisdom, and then all other things were added unto him. He asked for wisdom, and God gave him everything. But too many of us that don't sound sexy enough, you can't retweet that, you can't post that. That don't make a good Instagram post, and and here we are, and we ups- we upset, we frustrated, and we're doing all of these things out of priority. We're we're not prioritizing correctly. And this is really um, something that's so important because if we do not have this heart posture correct, you're not going to be able to receive, you're not going to see the fruit, you're not going to be able to produce the things that God has called you to. So it may sound rough, but y'all know I always say, I'm not here for feelings, child, I'm here for, for souls. Let's be straight up and let's be clear about it. Like, this is not a feel good message. There, too many feel good messages are going to end people up, not only in hell, but if I don't do what I'm supposed to do on this platform, if I'm not um, being direct in what God has called me to say to you, there are people's lives attached to your obedience. So my obedience is then attached to your obedience. Look, I, ain't, I don't want no smoke with God for nobody. So that's it. That's all on that. Okay. We need to make sure that we are not out here trying to withdraw on accounts where we're not making deposits we're making idols out of things and putting things in position that don't belong. Working out is good working out is good for you right um i my new kind of theme for myself is that you need to invest in the vessel right we're doing this heart health challenge within the um the producer society and so you know us. Taking time to invest in our temple that God has given us, that is great. But when it becomes an obsession, when you're more faithful to the gym than you are to the father, it is an idol. If you are praising your pastor more than you are praising God, idol. If you are more intent on pleasing your children than you are pleasing the one who gave you them babies to begin with, sis, they are an idol. Right, You want to keep up this appearance that you're the best, like you're super mom, and you want to do all the things, and this, this, and that, and you want to know why you feel depleted, because you are withdrawing. You are in the negative. There are insufficient funds here, and, and you are upset with God. You don't know why you're irritable, why you feel emotional. There are insufficient funds. You too busy trying to be mom of the year when you need to be before God so he can tell you how to raise them children. In everything that you do, whether it be exercising, whether it be you serving in church, whether it be you fulfilling your role as a mom or a wife, um, your purpose should be to do everything in a way that exalts God's excellencies and not your own. You need to be exalting God in everything that you do. So how do we deal with insufficient funds? It's really very, very simple. Repentance and prioritization. You must repent for making idols out of items that God has blessed you with, right? So, and two, for the record, repentance is more than just apologizing. Okay. Repentance is a verb. It's an action. Repentance is turning away from sin and dedicating your life to, um, the amendment of that sin. So repentance isn't, um, you sleeping with somebody outside of marriage and then be like, Oh God, I'm sorry. And then you go do it again next week. Maybe you're not repentant. You playing yourself. Okay. Because you're not playing God because he knows your heart posture. That's what he said. I can see your heart. I'm examining your heart. You can do all the things on the outside, but if your heart is far from God, you are in trouble. Okay? You have to stop um, making these excuses and and these reasonings. You need to prioritize and repent. That's that's where we are. And when you repent and you turn away from idolizing one thing, please be very clear that you... um, you need to not replace that with something else. Like, okay, I'm not doing this habit as much. I'm not idolizing my children, but now um, I'm working on becoming an influence, quote unquote, for God. There's a lot of people out here with platforms throwing God's name on it and it ain't got nothing to do with him. It's all about exalting themselves, okay? like you now you oh i'm on fire for god and i'm going to become an influencer by any means necessary and you went from idolizing your children to idolizing the idea of success stop it stop it do not fall for the trap we going to stop right stop it okay second when we talk about prioritization you have to prioritize your relationship with god over everything else That means if you only go into the gym um, three days a week instead of five days a week because you have to make sure that you are spending time with God, guess what? That's where your priorities lie. Too many of us are burnt out. We're frustrated and we're mean. um, And it's because we're running on empty because your account is in the negative. You have to make sure that you're making spiritual deposits by studying God's word, that you're spending time in prayer and you're spending time in worship and you're you're in relationship with the father. If you're not faithful in doing those things, you will continue to overdraw your account and then you go end up bankrupt in the spirit. And that is such a very, very dangerous place to be. When I asked God for an example about working with insufficient funds, he gave me a really, really great story and led me to um, Acts 19 verses 11 through 20. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord as their incantation, saying, I command to you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. The story of what happened quickly spread through Ephesus to the Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city. and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them in a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Okay. Okay, like, there's so much to unpack here. Here are my three key points that I took away from this story. These were sons of, of a priest, okay? So it was not that they were unfamiliar with church, and they were unfamiliar with the church, this clearly shows that they had like religion and no relationship. Y'all already know, and if you don't know, go back and listen to the episodes that I have talked about the importance of having religion over relationships several times last year. There, they had religion and no relationship. The demon said, "I know Jesus. I know Paul. Child, who is you though? I who is you? Who is you? Hmm. Then they had um." They had the audacity, the unmitigated gall, okay, to try to perform an act, but they had no authority. And for their troubles, they got their head busted, okay? It's said that that man leaped up on them, overpowered them, beat them, child, and left them naked and battered, tore their clothes off, okay? They tried it. And then lastly, it shows that you can be in position and have no power. They were in position and had no power. All of this comes from trying to draw from an account where there are insufficient funds. When we are in relationship with God, we can easily discern whether or not he's calling us to be in a position, um, or if he was calling us to, to perform, um, an action because we are in relationship with him. A lot of people find themselves overworked and overwhelmed because they want to blame God, um, about like for their own stresses but the truth is is that you out here naked and battered sis because you somewhere where you ain't had no business being in the first place you are um out here moving and doing and putting yourself in position and then asking god to bless it after you've already made the move ahead of him instead of you being led by him right? There are too many self-proclaimed Christians who are wanting Jesus to follow them and not the other way around. It, it really is upsetting me and my homegirls. Like, let's let's stop that. I follow Christ. Christ don't follow me. I don't, we, we try to put God in this box to where we can be comfortable, but you can't be comfortable and be consecrated at the same time. So we're going to be done with that. You can't be comfortable and be committed at the same time. You can't be comfortable and be disciplined at the same time. That's not what this is about. We are called to crucify our flesh daily. You can't, there's nothing comfortable about crucifixion. Ask Jesus. If you've never watched Passion of the Christ, I absolutely implore you to with everything in my spirit. If you've never watched Passion of the Christ, you need to. There is nothing comfortable about crucifying your flesh. There's nothing comfortable about being consecrated and set apart. But God carries us through it. That's why he's sovereign. That His grace and his mercy, they carry us. But there's nothing comfortable about it. So let's recap. Insufficient funds, okay, will have you out here in religion and no relationship acting with no authority and you will be in position with no power. All of these are dangerous and they will lead to you uh, straight up catching a fade in the spirit and in the natural. Cause these dudes got their head busted. Okay. Like the seven sons of Sceva, they was out here naked, battered and bruised. <laughs> you have to make deposits. You have to make deposits and you do this through studying your word posturing your heart of one where you want to please God, posturing yourself in a position of prayer and worshiping God at all times and worship is more than you out here singing elevation worship songs, okay? This is more than you knowing the wor- the words to Tasha Cobbs you know my name. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is how I go act go out and I act and I represent God. And I don't do things because they're easy. I do things um in a way that show that I got some home training in the spirit. Okay? I go out here and people can tell who my daddy is cuz I'm out here standing like my daddy, okay? In the spirit because I behave in a way that is rep- that is a good representation of who Christ is. That's that's what this means. That's what worship is about. It's not the five to 30 minutes that you spend um, at church. Worship is your lifestyle. And you have to really posture your heart to do that. So remember that the purpose, our purpose, and everything that we do is to bring more people to Christ and that we are exalting God. If you are a part of the Producer Society, um, we did a... Uh, event at the beginning of the year where we talked about, um, not being so focused on the vision on the vision, but you get the mission and you become mission minded. Um, if you're a part of the producer society, you have access to that replay. I implore you to, to watch it again. The purpose has already been provided. Stop looking for your purposes. It's not lost. Okay. It's not lost. And if you're in the society, child, you know what I'm talking about. It's not lost. It has been provided from the beginning of time. We just don't think it's cute enough. And so we don't want to wear it. Hmm? You need to make sure that our purpose is being fulfilled. Our purpose is to bring people to Christ and to exalt God. And by exalting, we mean lifting him high, showing his excellencies. Okay, they should not exalt you. A good litmus test is to ask yourself, is God being exalted by what I'm doing or am I being exalted? When I get on here and I speak every week, I am not exalting myself. You don't hear me out here talking about, oh, and I did this, oh, and I did that. No, I get on here and I say what God has called me to say. I tell y'all all all the time, I be several degrees of raggedy, but God will use me so I know he can use you to produce fruit as well. I'm still obedient despite me not feeling good enough. I'm still obedient obedient despite me still being sinful because we all sin and none of us are perfect. I'm still obedient and God will still use me, um, and give me grace, even though I'm balancing multiple things, right? And this is about us being on this journey together, but this is not about me exalting myself. God is exalted. God does all the things. He did all the things, child. He'd been doing all the things. He don't really, he don't need my help like that, like that, like he's still God, His word is still going to go forth. His plans are still going to go forth, whether I decide to be a willing participant or not. And that's just point blank and period. Are you doing things that are exalting God or are you exalting yourself? Your answer will let you know if you need to repent or if you need to stay the course. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life, and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you, when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Ooh, child, that was heavy. Okay, so it is time for some girl talk. Y'all know I love this portion of this show um if you have a question that you would like answered you can slide into our dms on instagram at god goals and girl talk if y'all not following us on instagram make sure y'all following us on instagram okay okay this week's question says how do i ever get to a place where i believe that i'm even remotely beautiful and secure in my self-image Who girl sis um, I feel like that is something that a lot of women struggle with, including myself. I've definitely struggled with that. So I absolutely commend you just for even asking the question and for bringing that forward. And there's a couple things that I had to realize. The first one you have to realize that your circumstances are not your identity. Right. A lot of us are going through what I've called an identity crisis, where we take circumstances and things that have happened to us and we allow them to be placed on us as identities. We take on um, what our parents or people have said um, and we take them on as identities. Who told you that you weren't beautiful? Who told like who told you um, these these different things? Are you looking at social media to validate? what your identity is. Uh, Too many times we are pulling from sources and resources that are not God. None of these other things made you, right? Even when you think about your parents, Um, if you have parents that talk cash crazy to you, um, you know, you have to also understand that even though they're your parents, God knew you and formed you in your mother's womb. So you really have to go back to the creator, you have to go back to the source, and understand what God says about you for you to even start feeling even kind of remotely secure in not your own self-image, but the image in which God made you in, right? In Genesis, the Bible tells us that we're made in his image and in his likeness. It's not my own self-image that I am secure in. I'm secure in who God made me to be and who God called me to be. I know that the Bible tells me that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that the Bible tells me um, that I was made for such a time as this. I know that the Bible tells me that I'm the jewel on on my husband's crown. I know that the Bible tells me that before God formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me. He had plans for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. But see, a lot of times we don't know what the word says about us. We don't know what God says about us. And we're too busy worried about what other people have to say. That we've allowed these other um, things to, to mold how we see ourselves, but we need to see ourselves in the way that God sees us. And so my prayer is always like, God, allow me not to just see myself, but other people in the way that you see them. These are your sons and daughters. I'm your son and daughter. And because you love God and you love everything that he created, I had to tell myself that Even the things that aren't, um, that I don't consider perfect about myself, I appreciate them because God doesn't make mistakes. God don't make junk. And he took his time when he made me, every part of me, okay? Even though I wish I was a little bit taller, okay? Like, there's heels for that. Um, I've, I've had to get to a place where I've stopped complaining about the things that God has made. Like how dare I tell God that he didn't do a good job when he made me? What? What? We do a lot of this um we call it negative self-talk, but it's really the enemy. <laughs> right? So my advice to you sis is for you to go through and write down all of the, all of the scriptures, all of everything that God says about you. Um, there's a a episode that I did, um, it's called who told you that or something like that child. But, um, if you're in the producer society and our resources, there is a, a workbook where you write down like what you, what people have said, what God has said, uh, versus what God has said. Right. So instead of you saying, that um I'm not beautiful. No, 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 baby. No. The Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am made for such a time as this, right? And so as you continue to speak God's word over you, I'm made in his image and in his likeness. What? Come on. There's nothing more powerful than that. I think that too many times we try to soup ourselves up with these false affirmations um, and the affirmations are not rooted in the word. So really you can say, oh, I am powerful. I am beautiful. Okay, cool. But that's not what your spirit needs. You have to, it, it's a spirit work that starts first and it, it kind of comes from the inside out. So I really, really recommend that you, um, If you're not in the Producer Society, get up in there um, and go back and listen to that episode. I'll put the link in the show notes um, just to really help you with your identity. And I also did a... um, A show on like identity crises and it's something that I'm going to dive deeper into as well because too many of us are not producing fruit because we are believing seeds that were planted long ago right somebody told you you weren't good enough who told you that child Who said that? That's not what the, what did God say about you? Who told you you weren't beautiful? What did God say about you? I also implore you, whatever um, things are feeding that negative, that negative, uh, that negative seed that you pull that thing up at the root. If that means that you take a social media break and you fast and that's what you do. And then you need to study that word, meditate on that word day and night and let that thing sit in your heart. Okay, because look, God made you the end. Okay, like the end, He makes nothing but beautiful things. God made you, and you have to understand that for yourself. You have to get that in your spirit for yourself before um, anybody else will see it. Nobody's going to believe something that you don't believe for yourself. And so, again, I am praying for you in this area. I know it's a, a struggle for a lot of women. And I pray that the advice that I gave you, you take it and you really work it because it takes work, right? Like you have to cast down every thought that rises up against what God said. So, I mean, you have to make it submit to the word of Jesus Christ. But if you don't know the word of Jesus Christ, girl, you ain't gonna know what to do when you get a thought or when the enemy says something raggedy about you um, in your own voice, because that's who it is the enemy lying to you in your own voice, child, and then we be believing it because we don't argue with ourselves. Um, But you have to cast that thing down and that's why it's so important to have those scriptures in your heart. I'm actually going to put some scriptures in this week's downloadable um, just to help get you started because I really believe that this isn't a single issue that there's so many women who are struggling with this in this area so again I thank you for your question God bless you and that is it for this week's show so y'all remember as always to continue to love God love people and love yourselves and I will talk to y'all next week
0: man that sunset is gorgeous